Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Hey there, church. Hope you're doing well. It's so good that you are tuning in again with Global Church Online. My name's Andy, if you don't know me, I'm married to my wife, Anna. We've been married for just over 12 years. We've got four kids, um, I would say great kids. If any of you are parents, you know there are times where kids are not great, um, <laughs> but they are amazing, we love them to pieces. And we've got businesses that we run and operate, but really our passion is building a local church. And we're based in York in the UK, but wherever you are in the world, I hope this message will be of use and you'll get something off the back of it. So the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the power or the danger of drifting. And I don't know about you, but over the pandemic, um, there's been a drift that's happened, certainly in my life. And I think for many of us, we can be susceptible to drift. This thing where it's, it's not intentional. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It goes undetected. And before you know it, we've drifted from our purpose. We've drifted from our objective, from our goal or from our mission. We've drifted from really what, what we were meant to be doing. And this can happen in any area of our life, but I also wanna bring it really to how we drift when it comes to the spiritual world and the spiritual dimension. You know, in church, we are passionate about helping people grow in their relationship with Jesus, with our maker, with our creator, and finding that the truth and the promises and the principles in the Bible that we can build and live our life on, it's, it's phenomenal. So uh, I'm gonna kind of jump in. Last week, we kind of did a bit of a recap and we talked about some scriptures in, in James, which would really about kind of having that humility to, to kind of receive God's word. And, and having that humility is, is so important. But I wanna just start straight in with a scripture and it was the parable of the sower. And it's a fair, it's, it's a bit of a, there's, there's two parts I wanna kind of bring to us and just unpack that a little bit uh, when it comes to drifting. So it's in, uh, it's, it's the parable of the sower. It's, it begins with, that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. I mean, imagine that, you know, you haven't been able to build the stage and the auditorium, you know, the crowd's got that big. It's like, right, let's get in the boat, let's get in the crowd control. We'll preach from the water. And you know, that way we can get, pack everyone in and we can communicate to even more. I mean, it's awesome. I, I kind of think there's no social media, there's no tweeting or Instagramming that suddenly had this frenzy or trending going on. Now, people were just absolutely amazed with a man called Jesus, of what he said, what he taught, of who he was, the miracles that he did that people followed. There were crowds often wanting to, to press in around him. Then he, that is Jesus, told them many things in parables, stories, so they could understand, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Further on, Jesus explains this parable to his disciples, to his inner circle. And I want to just kick in right there. It says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. 
when anyone hears the message about the kingdom, the good news, and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed among this is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. I'm going to tie this, this parable into the theme of drifting and just say there are three dangerous drifts that can happen to any one of us. And it's being aware of those things. The first one is using the, the, the story of the seed being thrown onto, the, onto the, the stony path. That drift can come from the enemy snatching away God's word. It talks about the birds eating up the, the, the seed that falls on the rocky ground. And I think straight off I want to say, clock, that there is an enemy. There is an enemy that wants to kill, steal and destroy your life. You know, and, and actually his most powerful attack that he can do is to kill, steal and destroy God's word that might get planted or that could have got planted into your heart. You know, when we think that the biggest tragedy could be, um, you know, getting ill or, 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 or going bankrupt or, um, you know, a fallout of relationships or losing our job. And I want to say that's, those are, of course, devastating things so often. But actually the most dangerous thing the enemy can do is steal the word of God from your life. Because the word of God, God's word, produces life. We talked about it last week in the book of John. You know, the word came and gave life. It gave life to all of creation. And so God's word, if, if it's taken from us, then we start to drift. And, and actually, we don't experience life. So often we start, start to experience death. We don't experience God's life-giving spirit, his Holy Spirit breathing life into us. You know, Jesus did the most amazing miracle at the cross. He, he died, but he didn't just stay in the tomb and the grave. He rose from the grave. He rose from the tomb. He conquered death. That's the power of God's word. And that's what I mean. So, you know, if there's anything you want in your life, right now I'm here to say it's God's word. Everything else kind of is, is a bit secondary. It's why it says in Matthew, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Because when we seek first God's righteousness, God's words, God's values, his promises and precepts that are in the Bible, life can really burst forth and burst out from within us. It, it, so often we are out seeking and searching for life, often through fame, fortune, money, sex, drugs, whatever it might be. But actually life comes from within because we are spiritual beings first and foremost. But watch out that there is an enemy because him stealing God's word from your life is, is the most dangerous thing, the most uh, aggressive attack that he can do on your life. We don't see it that way because we, for many of us, we don't value God's word that much. You know, as a nation, we've, we've, we've drifted. You know, we really have from being a nation that was founded a lot of our laws on God's word, you know, to now where we are often trying to cast off restraint. 
of, of what God says and, and find our own way, our own pattern, which we think arrogantly is better than God's way. It, it, it's, it's complete arrogance to think that we are higher than God Almighty, <laughs> that, that, that God who fashioned us in our mother's womb, who, who flung the stars into being, is somehow lower down in the IQ intelligence than people here on earth. But so often as men and women, we can fall into that trap. So drift can come from the enemy snatching away God's word. Because as soon as it's gone, we've got no, we've, we, we haven't got the, the, the compass of life. We haven't got the direction, the plumb line of, of how we build our life. We need God's word. Number two, drift can come when we haven't matured in our faith. And therefore, the word only lasts a short time. You know, the seed that falls on the, the shallow soil, it quickly goes up, but then the sun scorches it and, and the plant withers. You know, we, that maturing of our faith is so important. And, and people can sometimes come into church. And for some of you, you, you might even recollect when you first believed. If, 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 if it was a long time ago, you might think, I remember the excitement, the, the freedom of feeling my, my sins forgiven, the peace that I experienced. But actually then I drifted away and, and, and because I maybe didn't deepen the roots, I didn't try to mature my faith or for whatever reasons, it didn't happen. I now feel distant. And actually, I, and now I'm not really sure I believe the way that I maybe believe when I was young and maybe a bit naive. And when we kind of compartmentalize that moment in our, in our faith life or in our journey spiritually. But actually God, you know, that, that's, that, it's, a, it's a lack of maturity. You know, as kids, they want just excitement all the time. They want entertainment 24-7 if they could have it. You know, we're often saying to our kids, you need to entertain yourself. We are not there as your entertainment managers. And so, you know, in life, you know, they're so distracted. And so that, you know, but we're trying to help them mature. You know, we tell our kids frequently, life isn't always exciting. Life isn't always, um, you, you know, everything going at 100 miles an hour. There are times where it is just having to do the mundane. <laughs> And when you've got a baby, you know what that means. Changing nappies, feeding, burping, changing more nappies, getting up in the middle of the night. It's not the most exciting thing, but it's, it's important to help that baby mature and grow. And in the same way in our Christian, in our spiritual life, sorry, you know, we need to mature and grow and, and, and deepen some of those roots. You know, the role of the church is to help us as believers, to help us become disciples, followers, closer in our relationship with Jesus, with God Almighty. The desire of Global Church is that we produce disciples, that we make disciples. We're not just looking for attendees or, or converts or a crowd or fans. No, we wanna make disciples, people that are mature, that they are strong, that they're on a journey of not just belonging, but a journey of believing and a journey of becoming. You know, we talk that you can belong before you believe, but trust me, we believe in some things and those things help us to become more like God Almighty. It says that we, we go from one degree of glory to another, one degree of likeness to Christ to another. You know, we were designed to become like Christ, Christ ones, Christians. You know, we weren't called to just be fallen and in the gutter, but no, but to, to rise up because we are God's creation. We are God's awesome and wonderful children here on earth. Every single one of us, even if you don't believe, you were created in the image of God. There's God's genius on the inside of you. So drift can come when we haven't matured in our faith. And we need those, those like, like any tree, if it hasn't got deep roots, when the winds come or the storms are alive, then it quickly gets uprooted. 
And it's the same for us in life. If we, if we haven't matured, you know, you might have been a Christian for 10 years, but my question to you is, have you, have you lived one year 10 times? Or has every year been a place where you've grown, you've deepened your relationship, you've maybe stepped out onto deeper waters, you've taken bigger steps of faith, you've gone on that adventure of living life where Jesus is the king and he is really, we're following his word and his way. And it's a roller coaster, you know, it's not always straightforward. You don't have to read the Bible and, and the, the different characters and what their experience was of, of being a follower of Jesus. And it is unbelievable. You know, even the apostle Paul, you know, he wrote most of the New Testament, but he got shipwrecked, he, you know, he got beaten, he, you know, uh, whipped. I mean, that isn't like what our picture is of following Jesus, that it's going to be sometimes a bed of roses. It's like, no, there's an adventure. He traveled so much of the world, you know, 2000 plus years ago at a time where international travel was a little bit harder, hence the shipwrecking. But, it, it, you know, that Jesus calls us to that adventure. As men, we were made for adventure. We were made to go on journeys and to experience new lands and to, to, to take ourselves out of just the dock of life. You know, there are ships that have been built. And, and I think in the pandemic, there are many ships that have been stationed, multi-million pound vessels, and they've just been drifting. You, you know, th th their purpose wasn't to drift. No, their purpose was to go from, from, uh, from Southampton to, to New York and, and wherever else, the different ports around the world. They were, the money was invested to see these massive ships move from A to B and to experience the, 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 the design and the destiny that us as men, when we create the ships, uh, you know, had in mind. It's amazing. But if we don't have that, those deep roots, circumstances around us will start to uproot things. I want to encourage you, you know, the church is a place where we grow our faith, where we are under discipline. As disciples, we are under someone which is helping us to grow in our relationship with Jesus. I encourage you, if you're not in a church right now, get planted. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish. Your local church, plant yourself in, give yourself in. You know, just listening to podcasts and being online isn't, isn't the fullness. You're missing out on, frankly, some of the challenges of being discipled by other people because they're human and, and we have failings as, as people. We're not perfect in, in how we outwork some of our leadership, but God has designed it that way, that, we, that as Christians, we sit within a local church. It's the model of discipleship that he, Jesus Christ himself, instructed Peter that I'm gonna build my church on this rock, the bride of Christ. It was, it was important. It wasn't just a secondary thing that we can do without. It's no, we were to give ourselves to help us partner you know, with Jesus Christ himself being part of a church. So ma help maturing our faith is so important. Drift can come when the worries of this or the circumstance of the world choke God's word, making it unfruitful. You know, when, when, when it grows up amongst the thorns, amongst the thistles, the plant gets choked. And that's so, so true for people as well. You know, who you hang around with, you might come to church, but then the people that you associate with are not helping you not just mature, but, but, but you, you kind of get brought or sucked back into the concerns or the worries that they live their life by. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people that are worried about a lot of things right now, but, and, and then who we hang around often dictates the worries that we will adopt as our own or the fears that we, that we carry ourselves. I believe that it's, it's as when we're born, we, we're not born with fear other than the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. 
we just adopt other fears, whether it's the fear of spiders, whether it's the fear of, of disease, whether it's the fear of failure. These are things that we've, we've picked up along the way. Um, and yet we don't need to carry these fears. It's, it's why it's worth every now and then to consider who you're hanging around with. Are, are they the kind of people that are going somewhere? It's why church, again, is so important and so powerful because we're bringing people together who are like-minded in the sense that we are building our life on the foundation of God's word, on the promises, on the precepts, on the principles that are there in God's timeless word. We're not just building on a fad or something that's just in fashion or in vogue. It's like, no, we are building on, on the same word of God. And so that means that we've got a commonality, even though we can come from different nationalities, race, creed, I don't mind, but like, you know, we, we are building on the common thing of Jesus Christ. You know, I realize that when, when we allow the worries of the world or the circumstances of the world to kind of come in and sometimes have a louder voice in our mind than the word of God, I, I know that I drift into the orphan spirit that Dave was preaching on a few weeks ago. I start to drift into the Oh, what about me? And, and, and I start to lose my confidence and, and I start to lose my position of, of being a son of Christ and, and, and a son of the king and just being a, a bit like, well, what about me? And, and so be aware that the circumstances of the world, the pressures and the worries that lots of people have, we don't need to adopt them as our own. We don't need to take them on board. We can refresh ourselves in the Lord. One of the best things I know for this is, is worship. You know, we say when you come to church and we, we have worship every week, is that this is a time to cast your eyes off your problems, whatever you walk through the door with, and cast them onto Jesus. Because he is big. And all of a sudden, as we focus on God Almighty, our problems, our issues, the challenges we're facing, all of a sudden start to shrink in perspective. It doesn't mean that they disappear. But it means that all of a sudden we, we get a right perspective of how good and how great our God is. And actually that our problems can be swallowed up. And the more important thing is that we are focused on God. You know, you can worship in the car. You can worship in the shower. You don't have to wait for church on a Sunday. You can put, if you've got Spotify, start finding some worship CDs, albums that you like listening to. Get them on. As you're driving to work, start worshiping. I encourage you. As we worship, we're refocusing on God. It gives us an opportunity to, A, to start to cast our burdens, cast our cares onto Jesus, onto God as we focus on him, but also to start receiving words of knowledge, words of wisdom, you know, maybe a business deal that you're going through and God's just able to drop in an idea. You know, I've had at times ideas that have literally come out of nowhere and they're dressed in my thoughts. You know, it doesn't sound like God Almighty, you know, it doesn't have like a uh, Morgan Freeman in the background and all of a sudden, oh, that's God. I'm like, no, it's dressed in your thoughts. And so often, but those thoughts I know have come from above. They've not just come from a book that I've read or something I've heard, but God has brought something straight from heaven, which has unlocked situations in my life. So let me get on to the, the last thing, but this is the thing that I want to kind of bring to us and, and kind of hopefully finish um, this, this series on drifting on, but it's the blessing of not drifting. You know, because Jesus says when, when that seed falls on good soil, we can experience a 30-fold return, a 60-fold, or even a 100-fold return on that on, on, in the harvest. I mean, when we focus on Jesus and keep ourselves refreshed, we can experience God's multiplication miracle on our life. I don't know about you, but frankly, I quite like the idea of a 100-fold increase. You know, if I'm putting some seed down and I'm getting one for one, 
I mean, part of me thinks, well, that's what's to be expected. One for two, I'm thinking, hey, double for the trouble. That's really great. One to 10 is all of a sudden, gosh, we're getting to numbers. One to 30, I'm like, wow. And then this scales right the way up to 100. I mean, this is the supernatural power of God. When we can get God's word into our life, into our thinking, imprinted on, on, on our soul, on how we think, on, on, on how the filter of how we feel, and it's God's word, so much can happen. The hundredfold return. I want you to be fruitful. As global church, we want the church and humanity to be fruitful. What do we mean by fruitful? We mean to be successful. Because as any good father in heaven, you know, God is the good father in heaven. He wants his children to succeed. He's not like a Greek God, like Zeus, who has lightning. And that's our image. And he wants to smite us as soon as we mess up. No, he does want to see you succeed. Jesus himself said, it's like, you know, a good father gives good gifts. So how much more will your father in heaven give you good things? Even an earthly father doesn't give a child a snake. <laughs> well, unless, you know, it's a pet. But <laughs> there are so often we, we have this wrong understanding and image of God. But as we start to, you know, clear that up, you know, the seed that falls on good soil is someone who hears and understands and that produces the crop. So as you're hearing God's word, that's it. Bingo. First part. Second part, understanding God's word, putting it into practice, putting it active in your life. Now, this is why as, as, as global church, we have connects in the middle of the week so we can discuss God's word, that it's not just something that goes in one ear, out the other. And it's important. It's, it's healthy where, where we want to try and help you get to the to the get to grips with God's word, that it doesn't just that we're going to assume even now as I'm talking, there's probably many words, phrases that frankly, you know, it's it's stuff that is unfamiliar. But the more you tune in to global church, the more you kind of spend hearing the word and then discussing it with other people, even if it's just your spouse to begin with, it's better than nothing. You can start to experience God's transformation, God's producing a crop within you in situations that maybe you, you, you've never thought that God would turn up in, whether it's relationships and all of a sudden things that, that have been broken for years, maybe decades, are healed and healthy and vibrant. And all of a sudden that pressure is just vanished. We don't always, we underestimate what God can do with the supernatural power that is available to us. You know, the Holy Spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the grave lives within you and me as we believe, as we hear and understand God's word. I want us to be fruitful. I want us to have that, that favor and grace that I talked about last week where we do, we see a skyscraper and often like life can seem like a skyscraper. You know, we want to try and get to the top, whatever we're wanting to achieve, the desires that God has put in your heart. But we can either go up that staircase a hundred times, round and round and round. And by the time we get to the top, we might be exhausted. In fact, we might have a heart attack before we get to the top. We might pass out. Or if we make it to the top, we might resent the fact that we're so tired and, and worn out from the, the, the ever climbing staircase that we've had to go up. But God's favor is like when we walk into that elevator, we press a button and all of a sudden the elevator just takes us right to the top. We didn't have to work for it. That's God doing a, a hundredfold um, you, you know, return on, 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 on what we sow. And so God's word, when it goes into good soil, when it goes into your heart, into your mind, and you hear it and you understand it and you activate it, I want you to believe for that hundredfold. Maybe right now you're experiencing the thirtyfold. 
would you like 60? Maybe you're, you're, you know, you, you're experiencing fivefold. Go on, would you like 30-fold? I want to encourage you to go for more. I want you to encourage to believe for more. I want you to, but realize it's not about just going for more. It's about saying, no, I want to make sure the soil that my heart and my mind is, is ready to receive, that I am open, that I am humble before God. I am humble at this humility to receive God's word into my life and to believe it at, at face value, not to argue with it, not to kind of undermine it, but to receive God's word. It's amazing. You know, and I just want to finish the message and, uh, you know, because all of this, you know, I've talked a lot about really you and your life, but um, I was in London uh, a few days ago and, you know, where, 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 if any of you have been, um, it, it's, it's busy or certainly it's busy in comparison to York. I mean, I'm sure if you're from Mumbai or New York, uh, it's, it's, it's a whole nother level of busyness there. But going around there, you know, I, I look and there's so many people, such variety and I mean, so many people are lost. In fact, I was one of them. I was on my Google phone trying to find where I was trying to get to, using it to try and find out. And, and honestly, you know, Google Maps is not always my friend because you start turning and then the arrow turns and it's actually taking you down a different road. And anyway, but people are lost. So many people are lost in this world. In, in York, of course, as well, and, 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 the, and, and whichever area or city or town, that village that you might be from right now, people are lost and they need direction. They're after it. They're yearning for it. They don't, for most people, they're not thinking that God's word or Christianity or Jesus is, is, is the direction. But Jesus came and he said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. And so I want to just finish this message by saying, you know, people, people, and they need you. And actually you producing a hundredfold harvest, it's, it's something that it's not just for your life, it's for the people around you. You know, because frankly, if you were a farmer and you had that much crop, guess what? You would sell it to other people. And, and of course, you'd re reap the benefit of that, the finances. But honestly, you'd also be, be good news to the people that you sold it to. When you only reap a harvest of one, you can feed your own family. When you get a harvest of a hundredfold, you can feed countless others, hundreds others. And that's, my, that's our heart in Global, that you will not just take this word for yourself, but you will also, the goodness and the miracles and the power that, is, that happens within you and God works within you, that that will, that will spill out into the people and the communities and your families that are situated around you, your work colleagues. This message is not just for one, it's for everyone. And so I want to encourage you, as, as, as God starts to move in your life, think about the others. You know, so often it does need to start with, with, with us. You know, we, we need to experience God's goodness before we can tell others about it. But as you start to experience it, start to share. Start to share the journey with more and more people. And the goodness and the favor that God pours out onto your life, it'll be good for the people around you. People are, they don't maybe know it, but it, it's down to you for, to, to, to prepare your heart for God's word to come in and to see that harvest, to reap that harvest where you can start to see the world transformed, your world transformed, and the world of other people around you transformed. You know, God has called us to be his hands and his feet while we're here on earth. You know, he's given us that power. He's given us that mandate. And so as Global Church, we are here to help prepare people to, to outwork that mission, to outwork God's mandate. You know, the great commission is to go into all the world, preaching the gospel, baptizing people in the name of Jesus Christ. And so that's what we're passionate about as Global Church. 
you've been fantastic and I thank you for you know, you know listening and, and if you've been through all three weeks it's great um, I, I pray that you'll you'll activate this word you'll, you'll do something with it don't let it just be forgotten make some notes uh, talk to some other people about it but it's so good that you've you've tuned into the end I just want to sp- just take a bit of time a moment just to pray for us and if it's your first time and you've, you've not heard this before but you want to give your life to Jesus you want to experience the King of Kings you want to experience what it's like to to, to sow a seed and get a hundredfold return I want to just pray for you right now uh, if you just close your eyes and bow your head for a moment and uh, we do that just so you can not get distracted from maybe all the things going on in your screen or other people in the room if it's safe to do so obviously close your eyes if you're driving a car keep them open but God I want to thank you I want to thank you for everyone who's tuned in today and listening to this message Lord I ask that uh, you know, if someone's made that decision saying, I want to experience that hundredfold increase. I'm tired of, 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 of slaving away. I'm tired of working my, my guts out to try and make progress. And I'm, I'm, I want to receive the supernatural power of God Almighty on my life. I want to turn away from trying to do things in my own strength, but instead humble myself before the Lord and give my life to you, Jesus Christ. I want to submit my life to you. And if that's you today, I just want you to say these words in your heart. Jesus, I want to repent of how I've lived my life. I want to turn to you and I believe that your son Jesus died at the cross for me and sent his Holy Spirit to to live and be the power within me to live a life that is full of righteousness, full of, of, of living a life that is following your word and your ways. God, I want to ask that you will fill me now with your holy power and your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. For the rest of us, have a great week. Don't don't forget that God's word is powerful. And uh, tune in next week. It's going to be a great message. But thanks again, and we'll see you soon. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website 